You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. talking about Salman Burke, Rock and Soul. In the room, I have Rob, Sean, Adam, and Ben. Uh, Rock and Soul is a 1964 studio album by American preacher and soul singer Salman Burke. Released on Atlantic Records, the producer is Burt Burns, and the genre is soul. Salman Burke grew up quick in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He began preaching at the age of seven. At the age of 12, he was a pastor. He also claimed to be 14 when he fathered his first child. He then studied to be a mortician with his uncle, but after finding some success as a singer, at the age of 15, he pursued a full-time singing career, hiring local Philadelphia DJ K. Loudmouth Williams as his manager. But the following year, he was blackballed by Williams over a performance royalty dispute. He was homeless after a fight with his mother. He married, but then had it quickly annulled. At the age of 18, he was hit by a car driven by Athiel Thompson, after which he lived with her and married her niece, having seven children. He graduated from Eccles College of Mortuary Science and found work at a funeral home. But in 1959, Philadelphia businessman Marvin Leonard Baby Siobhan, a well-respected and feared man, depending on who you spoke with, offered Burke a red Lincoln Continental convertible if he would agree to a management contract with him. Burke signed to sing- Singular Records, but released just two singles that didn't make the charts. In 1960, at the age of 20, he was signed to Atlantic Records. Salman's first record, Rock and Soul, showcased his crooning abilities as a performer and soul singer, and it contained seven top 100 Billboard hits. Claiming the moniker of King of Rock and Soul, Burke was one of the originators of the 1960s R&B and soul sound. All right, there's a lot more of that <laughs> coming. What can't he do? Yeah. What did we think of Rock and Soul? I loved it. Um, I, this is right up my alley, and this is, for some reason, I just somehow missed out on Solomon Burke. Uh, I have so many records like this, but I just I never heard this record. Some of the songs I, of course, recognize, but I just don't know how I missed out on this because I love it. <laughs> It's you know it's got that kind yeah, of like his hit "Cry to Me" is yeah, probably one of the most recognized. Definitely, but it's got that like you know crooner style. Um, this a lot of slower tempo, six eight, uh, kind of Percy Sledge type stuff, but with a gravelier voice. I don't know, just great record. 
I, I also, uh, uh, I don't own a, a Salman Burke album. I, I recognize a lot of the songs in this one. If I, if you had played this for me and not told me what it was, I would have assumed it was a Salman Burke greatest hits compilation. The, like the fact yeah. that it's a studio album and his, and his first studio album, it's, it's impressive to say the least. It, like, I, I, I liked it start to finish. It did seem like the songs were very diverse from one another. It wasn't like a, and it wasn't that it was not cohesive because it, it was, but it like there was no one type of song that he was making. Which I agree, it sounded like more like greatest hits, in a good way. Yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I don't disagree, per se. Um, <laughs> wow. It's the most no, no, no. thing you've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, I, I, I would, I would argue. Um, and off topic with with some of the other records that are around this time, like it, there is there there is no real cohesion to it. It is just like let's throw this shit at the wall, see what sticks. Hopefully, someone picks up one of these things. And there were there are plenty of really great songs on this, but I, I would argue that uh, cohesive. Like I found myself drifting um, on a few of the tracks. They're just like uh, I felt like know, the mood was back. pretty pretty consistent though. yeah i agree i think yeah. the mood's consistent mm-hmm. yeah i i get what you're saying though with the i i kind of struggled too a little bit with the arrangement because i felt like he had a great voice and his delivery is is really strong but there's just some tweaking that maybe uh, for some reason it's just like not grabbing me like a, lo- a lot of other classic classic uh, singers and i can kind of compared him to jackie wilson i had like, the same thought v- very yeah. similar uh style of of singing um but yeah the arrangers for some reason it it just i don't know if it's like the arrangement maybe a little bit of the recording but something just doesn't put him over the top so that it's like instantly accessible to me for for some reason i think his, his thing is that his material and what i would argue makes this a cohesive record is that his material is always sort of uh, light and generally upbeat in a mid-tempo way, and the there's it's, it never gets really low or really up. Like you know, there's no higher and higher like Jackie Wilson yeah. there on this record, and there's no just like super down, just like absolutely low moment kind of song. Um, it's all kind of just like sort of chill and but also positive ish um i think that's i think his strength is is in the the sort of just like head nodding sort of sort of track i wonder how much of that could be attributed to his like kind of crossover status from being a gospel singer to secular music you Mm. know and he's trying to kind of keep it buoyant because you know you don't want to go too dark if you're yeah the i had read that he didn't want to be uh, categorized as uh, rhythm and blues because mm-hmm. that was uh, more secular and that hmm. he wanted to be considered soul because yeah. that had to do with he the church. He says he invented the term. That's his, mm-hmm. his claim, which, you know what, with all the other stuff he did, sure. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sure it's debatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, uh, the quote I found on his uh, not wanting to be associated with rhythm and blues was because of his belief that it had a stigma of profanity. 
because of his clean lifestyle and spiritual beliefs. <laughs> what? And by clean your old dad. And by clean lifestyle, uh, I think he was referring to the amount of napkins he used to wipe the corn dog grease yeah. off of his entire body yeah. as he was uh, wow. just gunning those things down. He just wanted to love so every he did, woman. He did sell corn and he sold dogs. He did. I don't know if he combined the two. That was but my he had sold corn and sold dogs. He was an entrepreneur. All right. Yeah. Let's stick to the record. And, and then we got a, a truckload of information about Solomon Burke. That's hilarious. It's never enough. There's a street in my city where the girls are so pretty. And they smile hollow as they go, breezing by, by as they glide. I miss swaying, my poor heart is singing. I would fall, but I can't love them all. No, you can't love them all. No, you can't love them all. No, I can't. The arrangements were cool on certain songs, like uh, like once you give them one more chance and uh, yeah, you can't like love them too. all. It's almost got like an Americanized tropicalia type of I noticed thing, that. like with like the way like the background vocals are delivered. It like it sounds like it'd be like like Belafonte's guys or something. Yeah, I almost got like a Jimmy Cliff sort yeah, of. Yeah, like, yes, yes, like, like a, a Jimmy Cliff feeling. And I like that. Yeah. You Can't Love Them All was the standout new song that I hadn't heard uh, that was my favorite. And there's, yeah, there's that sort of like Latin kind of horn thing going Mm -hmm. or, you know, or Tropicalia, depending on, you know. Uh, But then there's this tinkly piano that just comes in every once in a while. And it's it's really well-placed and subtle. But when you notice it, you just love it. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the arrangements are generally pretty cool, but uh, that song really stuck out with the the cadence of the phrasing of the backup singers of the "You Can't Love Them All." It listen, it sounds like definitely like Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a, like a, a few years later, I forget who had the hit with the single, but that that "Take a Letter Maria" song mm-hmm. was the same kind of like a, it's like a soul song with that like Latin arrangement mm. to it. it Remind me a bit of that, a bit of a, again, I think it's a, be a later recording or some like a, like a, the Arthur Alexander stuff, which I also mm. like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I was a little, I was a little mixed on it. Were you some, underwhelmed? Yeah. I think, I think, uh, you know, going through these albums in the book, I, you just expect to have like kind of be blown away every time because it, to me, you know, great singer, um, good album, but it's kind of strange. Like, why why is it this one and not like some others? Arthur Alexander. Well, I know why it's not Arthur Alexander because a lot of his hits are on separate albums and stuff. So, if we're taking an album as a whole, right? Did you say 
seven hits off this one. Yeah. That's why right there. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. That's Seems a, like a pretty good reason. If no other reason. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. it's hard to put all these albums in the context of their time as well. It's true. Like for us, you know, we've we've heard so much. Sure. But there's there's a lot of soul soul singers. Um, yeah, it didn't wow me, I guess. It was, was uh, I thought it was fun. And I think I, I'm giving... I give it more. I was trying to be so uh, objective that maybe I was a little going overboard, but I was trying to think of, well, you know, am I just do I just like this because I like this kind of music or is is the performance really that strong? Is the production really that strong? And, and do you think mm-hmm. that Salman Burke the recordingers belongs in the book? Just not this album. Yeah, I, I, I yes, I, and this Absolutely. is his strongest album. Yeah, I, I think that he deserves to be in here, but I also think there's a lot of like soul singers that probably deserve to be in in here that aren't going to be. So we're also kind of just coming off of, I mean, in the scheme of the book, off of James Brown. Yeah, who was so bombastic and, and, and Sam Cooke yes, and like yeah, all so. these others that you like know, those for, albums to me like we're blow in the me away mm-hmm. now like, it, every it, time. The, like, we're in the thick of like yeah. Yeah. classic soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> uh, I also found some choice lyrics from Ain't It Hard. The lyric is walking by my door. Next time I saw her fa- false harlot smile, she was lying cold on the floor. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Wow. So that's so biblical. A little <laughs> little subtle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Little subtle uh, hint there, and yes. I love the line Sounds about like he killed um, her, all right. <laughs> about how she uh, puts a uh, soap in his coffee just to spite him. <laughs> but he earned that. That is a dick move. Yeah. No, yeah. I was when I was like reading about him, I was just uh, between the names of his kids and his wives and lovers, like so many names in his life, and like his right. jobs. Let's going. let's talk about uh, what do we think in the scheme of this book. Having having it, one thousand one classic should be in the book. I think it should. Absolutely, I, I mean, think Salman yeah. Burke is is a character, and he was one of the originators of Soul. Yeah, sure. I mean, I I I would rather uh, there are some records that he put out after this that I think are better. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, if, if this is the one that's in it, this is the one that's in it and he yeah. definitely deserves a place. Yeah. And yeah, you know, seven, out, start. seven out of 12 songs being on the billboard charts, yeah. that, 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 that's a pretty big fucking deal. Yeah. The, the book also says that cry to me later covered by the Rolling Stones, uh, were huge Solomon fans. Uh, so it's like, you know, pretty, pretty big, uh, influential, influential character, you know, it. If people if people are citing him, if people like the Rolling Stones are citing you, yeah, that means something. All right, let's talk about Solomon Burke, the person. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's just skip right to it. Um, now I have to say that a, a lot of the stories and a lot of stuff might be made up because because he <laughs> it doesn't really matter. You're tr- you're right. Uh, but I just want to give that fair warning that I think he's the original the Bill Bradsky. I was gonna oh, say yeah. Satchel Page. Like, I'm, if, uh-huh. if you guys follow baseball at all, Satchel Page has always been my favorite ball player, and he's one of those guys who, just the stories about him are totally insane. Like, nobody really knows how old he is, but he was also the oldest baseball player to ever play. <laughs> you know, he played, yeah, and like crazy stories about the kids, and just he's a maniac. Yeah, and like Solomon Burke, I feel like is the soul singer version of that. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Does anybody have a Solomon story? I just want to, like, they were describing the, the food he provided to other artists backstage <laughs> who were not allowed to eat from the other vendors, and it sounded really good, but also, like, there was one story where he was, like, offering, like, one scoop of, like, mac and cheese, one scoop of mashed potatoes, like, whatever, just everything, and they were like, dude, can I get more food than this? He's like, no, you're lucky to get this. Like, he was totally, like, a <laughs> he, was up, he was upcharging the shit out of yes, them, too. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, it yeah. was, uh... You gotta the, watch that bottom line. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> the, it was when they were touring down south, and, like, there was, like, the, uh, like, segregation being at what it was at that point, like, they, you, a lot of these artists literally couldn't go and get food, so Solomon Burke used that as a catalyst to yeah. be like, alright, I'm gonna upcharge these guys. Yeah. And that got him banned from the Apollo it's selling true. his own food. Yeah. He got banned from the Apollo? Yes, yes because the, the guy who owned it, I don't remember his name right now, but he, he found out that Solomon was, like, trying to cater the Apollo, basically. Yeah, and backstage. Was like, yeah, you, you can't play here if you're gonna undercut my business, and so he was permanently banned the Apollo for selling I'm, I'm pretty sure that uh, black musicians can get service at the Apollo. Yeah. Yeah. No, he just wanted to make money. <laughs> yeah. Stepping out of your world But I'm coming To your party And I won't be able to stay But I'm gonna kiss you Kiss you One more time Then I'm going away there was some story of him, like uh, another club, like where he was misty-eyed watching, uh, <laughs> watching the uh, <laughs> the concessions people sell Pepsi without ice in it. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, I was thinking actually, I read that story as well, and it, Just, you know, he's like, you, the, you can see it, you can actually yeah. feel his remorse, he, like, he oh my, they could have made so much more money. <laughs> he said, ice he was keeps like, in there. They, they were selling hot Pepsi, and yeah, like you said, they could have made so much more money, and I was just thinking, like, man, hot Pepsi would be a great, like, soul band. Like, uh, yeah. Hot Pepsi. Hot Pepsi. It's like a dirty garage band. Yeah. Yeah. The only other thing I have on it was, he was known for his prodigious? Prodigious. Pro- prodigious, my bad. Output, uh, which I hope is double entendre for sexually? his albums <laughs> yeah. and his poops. Because <laughs> those oh. things had to be gigantic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he was like literally wheeled around the later years of his life. He was not. Yeah, you can yeah. see videos of him just sitting in a chair, very large. Um, yeah. Throne. A throne. Yeah, Excuse throne. me. Right. Throne. Yes. With a crown. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but he became very, very large. Yes. You know, he also had a considerable uh, output of children children yes yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, he lost he's a prolific dude on all yeah. counts yeah. yeah so was it 14 children go big 21 <laughs> by the before he was recording artist 21 he wrote like an open letter to all his kids as well which can you imagine you have so many siblings that it requires an open letter to communicate with the family and he was just like <laughs> you know i wasn't perfect but i 
You know, things yeah. I wish I'd done differently, Basically, but I love you guys. a proclamation. The, the, yes. The yeah. quote was, I was young. Girls were coming from every angle. I couldn't love them all, but I tried. Yes. Yeah, which that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can't love them all. Then yeah. That's yeah. literally the line, but, but you can try. Yeah. That's you know what? I would say his success rate was pretty high also. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He tried very Good conversion hard. rate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One time, uh, he uh, got mistaken for being a white soul singer and was invited to perform at a Ku Klux Klan rally <laughs> in Mississippi. Wait, <laughs> did he go? How was he mistaken yes. for a white soul singer? By voice, maybe? By voice. Yeah. Uh, because he had a... a I'm still a, not buying it. I, know. I, I don't know. I think if you're in the KKK, you want to believe anything. Yeah. I think if you yeah. like it, you're willing to believe he's white. Yeah, you're not he's, really connected he's to He's quoted as saying, <laughs> I went on after dark and all I could see was small lights. Burke recalled, I was singing, I'm so happy to be here tonight, I'm so glad... When they got closer, we saw, uh, he says, 30,000 KKK members in their sheets, even little children in small hoods. It was their annual rally. We did 45 minutes, uh, then we were escorted by the police out on the highway. And he's also quoted as saying the last song. (laughs) He didn't know what to do, so they just kept playing the last song for like like 20 extra minutes. Yeah, I would not want it to end. They didn't want it to end. (laughs) When when in his career was this? Was it after he was like already a big star? Uh, not a huge star, but I think it was. Uh, I don't have the year on here. Cause I don't know how thirty thousand people are mistaken that Salman Burke's a, a white soul. <laughs> like I said, if you're willing to follow the KKK, you're willing to believe anything. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> like I don't, and also I just like he wasn't in their wheelhouse. I can imagine being like, okay, sure, he's whatever that guy is. Fine. They didn't have the internet. Yeah. No. Uh, they they're missing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Said also, you know, after '65, it was kind of the biggest year of his career, and it kind of went down from from there. Um. Just with other performers, Aretha Franklin, Wilson Pickett, Otis Redding, and he he kind of was always the second man, even though he was you know king of king of rock and soul. It just uh, self proclaimed. Pe- yeah, people said he was kind of a king without a kingdom, if you will. Isn't that he said that? I think when he got kicked off his label, right mm-hmm. after his sales yep. faltered. Yeah, he actually, uh, he, I think he said he wasn't treated properly too mm-hmm. on, with it, Atlantic. He just didn't feel like it was home. Um, didn't feel like they treated him right, which which you could see, you know, with those those other artists. Uh, getting massive success. Yeah. You know, he had initial success, but maybe it just didn't uh, carry through. Mm-hmm. Um, also, also talk about the Blues Brothers. <laughs> In 1980, <laughs> he took some of his children to see the Blues Brothers. Um, he heard everybody needs someone Did to love. Did he buy out the theater? <laughs> <laughs> no. For himself to say well, he took his children. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone right. needs someone to love, and he says he was stunned to see it attributed to Wilson Pickett. Burke called Atlantic the next day and threatened to get an injunction to shut down the movie. They sent an advance of $20,000 within 24 hours, and uh, Jerry Wexler got on the from Atlantic got on the phone and said, I thought you were dead. This is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were dead, so I credited the song to a different person. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, he's also quoted as, uh, asking someone, do you believe in God? Really? 
and and the guy said no. Then he took out a pistol and shot him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's what God would want. It's that clean living. Yeah, <laughs> this guy's just all around good guy. <laughs> Uh, do you guys have any more? <laughs> what is there to say? <laughs> yeah, what more can you say about this well, guy? Happy to hear him. Glad I don't know him. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> on- yeah, exactly. Entrepreneur. He d- owned, uh, f- ran funeral homes, owned two drug stores, popcorn business in Phil- Philadelphia, had the first Mountain Dew franchise in yep. Philadelphia. <laughs> I, I wonder, believe like, that. I wonder how his estate is doing. Hmm. You know, like what's left? Because sometimes like, you know. People lose everything for yeah. myriad reasons. Well, but a couple of his that... kids are, uh, they're, they franchised out his, uh, his, homes, his, right? his yeah, his mortuary yeah. thing. Um, and when life gives you lemons, you, you deep fry him. Marry the lemons. <laughs> 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 yeah. you marry I was going to marry the lemons yeah. niece. You <laughs> franchise Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah. yeah, make a franchise. Lyman. Yeah. <laughs> Sell him Taco Bell. Uh, so many stories, though. Go check out his uh, Wikipedia. It's, uh, it's, a it's rich. It's a place to be. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A good deal. Solomon Burke, Rock and Soul. All right. Uh, next time we'll be talking about Dusty Springfield, a girl called Dusty. Thanks, guys. That's all I'm living for is you, darling.